I thought the gore was excellent in this episode. Oh, yeah. It might be the best gore of the season so far. The penicillin shot, the first one that Ellie gives Joel, is really excellent. Great prosthetics. The cleaver kill of Ellie on James. When, the throat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, man, that was awesome. Yeah, that, that was so good. As great. well as the Joel kill when he stabs the guy through the neck and just holds the knife in there. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're f***ed up. <laughs> nom, 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 nom. <laughs> Hello, movie friends. Welcome back to Raiders of the Lost Podcast, the ultimate film and TV podcast. Let's get into episode eight of The Last of Us. We finally have seen the best steakhouse this side of the Mississippi. <laughs> <laughs> they serve up nothing but people. Nothing but human meat. <laughs> now, this episode was titled When We Are In Need, and it shows Ellie getting some medication for Joel Wow, being semi-ambushed by these two strangers who come upon a deer that she shot and killed, trades for medication, and escapes. However, she is then tracked by these random men, these strangers, who kidnap her and bring her back to their little community, their little resort town. Silver which, Lake. Which is beautiful. Calgary looked terrific in the winter. This intense climate looks lovely. Covered in snow. Is it uh is it Canada in the game or did they just film there? No, um in the game this part is let's see, we were just in Wyoming and this is on the this is before Salt Lake City. What state is it in? I can't remember. maybe it's Wyoming, I can't remember. Uh -huh. But it's not Canada. No, you're in the United States the entire time in the game for gotcha. last part one. And before we get into the episode, we just wanted to give a quick shout out to Julie Kucherow, who is a huge fan of the show and is likely going to miss next week's episode because she'll be busy hanging out with her new baby girl congratulations you're gonna do great wishing you and neil the best the locations look excellent really like we always say we we love when we see real snow in movies and that's real snow on bella ramsey's face it's melting on her face so it's like this is terrific you never really get that in films i noticed that too you yeah. get fake you get the the fake suds you the get powder. the fake powder it's just like you always can tell but for people who know what snow is like, that is legit real snow. I love it. And you can tell it's the real cold here because people's faces are just blush and their noses are running. And you can just tell people are standing outside in the cold, which really makes a difference. And I enjoyed this episode. I like seeing some more villainous characters. And we got quite a bit of action. And we got Joel absolutely wrecking dudes left and right. It was fantastic. It's been a while since Joel has started messing some dudes up in The Last of Us, but here we go. This was excellent. Lots of great video game references from the storyline here, this winter storyline from the game of Joel after he's recovering from the penicillin, tracking down uh, Ellie and going to rescue her from wherever she's been taken. Now, David is a character that I've kind of been talking about being excited to see in the show, to see what the character is going to be like. Last episode, I was like, I didn't want to spoil it, but we had a great character coming into the show. And this is David. A little different than the game. In the game, he's not a preacher, but they are cannibals. Which, of course, if you've played the game, you were expecting and waiting for. And I was curious if they were going to make it that they were cannibals. They obviously did a little hint where they were putting some of that red meat in that beef stew and the woman in the kitchen was like, what kind of meat is that? He's like, venison. It's like, <laughs> is it though? <laughs> you sure it's not leg? Because then they serve the dinner and then David and James come in with the deer after they had just said that they only had a couple weeks left of food. And you know, mm. 
you know that it wasn't venison. They did a great job slowly revealing that until eventually we see the ear underneath the cutting board, that huge chopping block. In I the- want that. <laughs> Not the ear, the oh, cutting oh, block. I was going to say, what? That chopping block is great. Like That a- ear looks delicious. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that was fantastic. That chopping block's great. Uh, I-, I like how they slowly revealed it. First, we get the hint of the ear. And then we understand it. But then we see when Joel's sneaking into the town in that barn, there's just three bodies, human bodies, hanging upside down, head severed, clearly bled out, and now are staying, just keeping cold and frozen until they can be cut into venison. Venison for the (laughs) stew. I also like how David, uh, he postured himself, he postures himself as uh, a gracious man, as a kind of like a positive human being and uh, a kind leader. And ultimately, throughout the course of the episode, we learn how ruthless he is, how dominating he is, and how selfish he, selfish he is. For he's, so, he's Old Testament preacher. He, yeah, exactly. And <laughs> for someone who preaches about selflessness and, and protection of others, he cares more about himself than anyone. You, and a great example of that is everyone's eating scraps, a bit of venison here and there from that little stew they each get. And he has a plate full of venison to eat to, all, to his heart's content. So clearly, the power has gone to his head. And everyone else seems to live in fear. At least at first we thought that everyone followed him because of his leadership qualities. But he clearly, even though he didn't really allude to it with Ellie, he clearly gained power through fear, probably through killing and probably through force. Because he also says near the uh, second half of the episode that he has always been a violent man and tried to hold it back. But then basically the apocalypse allowed him to basically let the violence and, and rage inside of him basically let it loose so i'm guessing he gained power in this society in this community because of how horrible he is he's clearly an intelligent man too as evil and violent as he is because i thought he was gonna be a devout christian or catholic and he's actually just using it as a cover it's a front for control it's a front for power he uses it to keep people in control and check using it to control people to control the masses the an opioid of the masses in a way and it's really interesting to see it being used in the post-apocalypse in a small community like this going back to the bible i love how ellie's like you still believe in that shit after the after the world ended he's like that's where i found god but he's so full of shit but he's doing it on purpose and it's really clever because it's how he's gotten control of all these people and then it's not until he's met ellie where he's like confesses you know i've been i'm a shepherd i'm surrounded by sheep but I've been waiting for to find an equal. He thinks he's found that in Ellie after he, he basically kidnapped her, saved her life at the same time as kidnapping her, technically because the other men in the crew, when they were looking around in the little town for Ellie and Joel, wanted to blow her head off. He, he did stop them. He did save her life. But it was basically just like a false promise to use that as a bargaining chip to get control over her. That was basically shot for shot from the game. A lot of it inside was, yeah. that, like the the caged room, that chopping, that butcher room. I would say it was pretty because I, I watched that sequence when you played it. It was pretty spot on. Even the camera setups and angles was pretty much the same thing. Yeah, there was a lot of similarities as well. Some differences, some differences from the game just early on in the first half of the episode. Joel, of course, is sick, and what happens in the game is it's we have like a th- cut two three weeks later. And Ellie's hunting. She kills a rabbit with the bone arrow. Then she tracks the steer. It's like this really hard mission. It prepares you for the end of the this section of the game where you're you're using a bone arrow to shoot a deer and you have to track it, then shoot it again and track it again. Similar to kind of how she did with the deer in the game. 
I wish the bow and arrow was in the show, but of course it's so complicated to do that. Probably it's just a lot easier to have a gun. So she uses the yeah. gun to shoot the deer, tracks the blood trail, and she also stumbles upon David and James, who also find the deer as well. Now in the game, what happens here is everything's pretty much the same, except when James goes off and David and Ellie take shelter, you get swarmed by infected. So you and David fight together to take out like 20, 30 plus infected as well as a bloater. It's really intense because all you have is Ellie in this point in the game because you've just left the house, the shelter with the bow and arrow to find food for you and Joel. You just have the bow and a couple arrows and then you kind of just pick up things on the way. But you have to take out a bunch of infected with David. So in the game, you kind of like build even more trust than was shown in the episode because there's like a kind of like a little hint that you know Ellie doesn't know this guy and even for people who are watching the episode you may have thought that maybe she ran into a good person like he seems kind of level-headed uh even if you're not a religious person you could see if you stumble upon this person you could see how enticing it would be to take him by his word very calm collected speaks very well very reserved and polite and respectful in a lot of ways. So Ellie, I'm sure in her mind, even in the sh in the show, was probably like, "Can I trust this guy? I I think I might be able to." And but unfortunately for her, he's luring her into a trap when James comes with a gun. They but he does give her the medication for the deer, but that's only to track her. But in the game, it's so intense when you literally just have to fight off so many infections. So what happens in the game? How does does the same kind of thing happen where James shows up? to get the drop on you and then you got you make that they make that trade exactly uh -huh. because the whole thing is he lets her go to track her yeah so he's letting her go on purpose and james is still like what the hell are we doing like why don't we just kill her he's like no no, no she's fine let her go let her go mm -hmm. but he's like dumbass we're gonna track her because gotcha. they want to find joel because it's also revealed before james gets the jump on her david reveals that he's a little he's pretty nefarious and he has a hunch of who this girl is because they recently sent out a party of their community to find supplies and scavenge a town nearby mm -hmm. and one of them was killed and they heard that it was from this crazy guy who was running around with a girl mm -hmm. gotcha gotcha so, so it's pretty much the same yeah, yeah. So pretty pretty much the same yeah, yeah just Except like for just the, no infected i wish some of the infected would have showed up it was it's fucking crazy yeah i saw <laughs> i saw that sequence it was insane it's it's one of the hardest parts of the game <laughs> i'm in in that part of the game, wasn't Ellie like more adept? She's more skilled, like she can hunt that deer a bit. And you can assume that I always assume that she just trained herself in those three weeks of hunting. Yeah. So because it's the three week cut, you can assume that she's failed a lot at hunting, but yeah. she's getting better because the I don't want to spoil it in case you want to play a game, but she she's a good hunter yeah. now in the game at this point. Mm -hmm, gotcha. And she's excellent with the bow. And she's becoming more of a survivalist, just like in the show, just developing her skills. Joel Joel's been teaching her things here and there, so she is becoming a, a much different person than she was at first at the start of the show. Exactly. So we're seeing character transformation. We're seeing improvements in her abilities and showing that she could possibly survive on her own. She probably still has a few things to learn from Joel, but she could pretty much manage at this point, probably. A couple things here and there for sure, because Joel's a, a pretty intelligent guy. He's been surviving for about 20 years being the smuggler. And so what happens now is David and his men track Ellie after they let her go to this little town. They discover her, well, they discover their vicinity. Ellie saves Joel's life by uh, leading them away and distracting them and allowing Joel to recover, but also just take some of the men away from the search party looking for them. 
Finally got some Joel action, which I've been craving for episodes now. Just Joel taking dudes out, knife to the throat. Oh man, that torturing was great. them. Yeah, knife to the to the leg, and it, it was excellent. I love to see it because this was, you know, this is Joel. You see this, what this guy can do, and you do so much in the video game and and stalking people as they're like scared, looking for you behind fences and stuff like that. It's, mm-hmm. it's really awesome to see he uses them to torture. But in the game, however, Ellie. Uh, draws everybody away. She still gets taken out. Her horse gets taken out, but no one finds Joel, and he just wakes up and then goes on a rampage trying to find Ellie. Mm, kills everybody. Kill a lot of people. I love the line where he kills the first guy after believing in the map and he, the position he pointed, and he goes, the other guy's like, I'm not going to tell you anything. He's like, don't worry, I believed him, and then bashes his head. That's a great oh reference, God. putting the knife in the yeah. guy's mouth and pointing to the map. That's, yeah. that's a reference as well. It's, it's a fantastic scene. I just wish we had a little bit more of that ju- brutal Joel so far in the show. I, I think it's kinda, They still could have added more here. Yeah, I think it's just been a little lacking. I would have liked... Uh, I, the show's been doing a great job, but I just think it's been a little lackluster on action and a little lacking in infected. I would say. Yeah, the infected I can I'm okay with being minimal as long as Joel is you know doing what Joel does and Joel uh-huh. is a savage mother effer. He kills people like crazy. That's yeah, what yeah. you do for the entire game is you just take people up. But it was you know I wish there was more of this that we got in this episode, which is I really enjoyed it. You could have sprinkled this in here and there and done even maybe longer sequences of Joel taking dudes out in this episode. Yeah, but that's just, yeah, it's not a big deal. It's if, still, if, it's still, you know, that's just perfect world. If we were making yeah. the show, it'd be like an hour and a half of Joel killing motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> it'd be three hours. <laughs> but I, And I also love the irony of it taking place at a steakhouse. It's yeah. so funny. It looked terrific because it looks real similar to the game. Uh-huh. In the game, it's like the steakhouse and the same kind of sequence happens where... You know, Ellie's in the cage. She is, she breaks David's finger to basically tell him to go F himself. And, and almost get the keys. And yeah. she finds out they're cannibals by seeing the body parts. And he comes back with James, and they're going to cut him up. And she bites him and then tricks him into thinking that he's been infected by her because she so, she shows him his her bite on her forearm, saying, I'm infected, now you are too. He's like, this can't be true, this can't be true. And then she escapes, basically. And then they have that intense scene in the steakhouse that's been lit on fire from the piece of wood that Ellie threw at him. This is maybe maybe the one of the hardest parts of the entire game is really? you are in this diner. It looks so close to the game. They did a really great job, the production team. Really terrific stuff here. Uh, while it's on fire, and you have to do basically what you did with the deer, where you have to strike it three times, but it escapes from you every time you hit it. The third time is when you finally kill it. And so you have to do this with David hiding behind these booths in the bar, and there's fire everywhere. And it's it's so intense and really difficult because every time you hit him, he gets more, he gets lower and faster, and he hides better. And it's really scary because all you have is a knife, and if he catches you, then you're dead. So I was just like, oh my God, this is like. I got so much anxiety because I was <laughs> when I was playing the game, I died like five times. I was like, God damn it! Fucking David, man! <laughs> it's so hard to beat him. That's great. So like the people You probably who, died fifteen times. The people who played, you probably just lowered that lowballed it. Why you gotta bring me down, Anthony? <laughs> huh? Why you gotta why you gotta keep punching me while I'm down? Does it make you feel keep good? Kicking, keep picking you while you're down? Feeling good? No, you can still punch someone when they're on the ground. <laughs> yeah, but that's not the expression. Well, I'm making my own expression. Why, why are you going to keep punching me while I'm down? Huh? <laughs> Just so that not the same ring to it. Yeah, yeah. Why are you kicking me while I'm down? Yeah, you're right. Sounds better. Huh? Can't I? Just let me be, man. 
I feel like a big man. <laughs> I do. I do. I feel I feel powerful. Exhilarated. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sociopath. <laughs> I love I love putting others down. <laughs> and this is intense because this is again kind of shot by shot, basically from the game, the scene where Ellie gets to gets he won't she wounds David and eventually David's gonna take advantage of her and assault her and sexually assault her, but she stops it and just takes that cleaver and stabs the freaking crap out of his Butchers face. Butchers the hell out of him. Yeah. So in the she g- makes a prime rib out of him. <laughs> <laughs> Although I would have, I, I thought there, special. I thought there'd be more blood on her. She went to town on him, man. Yeah. You typically when you see that shot, uh, you'd see just blood splatter and splatter and splatter and splatter. It's not good for Twitter and TikTok though. Yeah, but also and then also like it, it was like it worked. For the next scene outside with the snow, I think if her being completely covered in blood, it wouldn't have. It would have been just a little too much. It would have been like Evil Dead. Yeah. So, or like the end of Ready or Not, you know. So I think it, I think they did. A, I think it was the right amount of blood splatter on her. Yeah, you're right. In you're terms right. of like visually looking at it. Now in the game, while you're killing David and Ellie is just smashing him with the butcher with the cleaver over and over again, same exact shot. I thought they did a terrific job framing this and shooting it. Joel walks in while Ellie's doing this and has to tear Ellie pretty much take Ellie off of uh, the body and the corpse of David and they have a really intense dramatic intimate moment together where you know she saved herself but he's also come to rescue her as well it's it's really emotional but it's still very emotional when she goes outside and Joel comes out of nowhere and, and finds her also not only do they hug and embrace but Joel calls her baby girl and that's what I believe that's what he called his daughter in the first episode. Yeah. Call her baby girl. It's not the first yeah. time he said he's said it to Ellie either. Uh-huh. He's said it before. As did he say it before sarcastically or he's said it? it he was, said it in the show. She was yeah. She was either hurt or something. I can't remember which part, but he. Uh-huh. I'm pretty damn sure he's called Ellie baby girl before. All right, maybe maybe I missed that because I, I I thought it was the first time he said that, and it was like in a really fatherly nurturing way and i thought it was terrific i think he said it a couple episodes ago okay maybe pretty, yeah pretty sure maybe uh but yeah that was that was an emotional moment my one con though so got, you hate got, so you hated it i got a single con so you hated it one tiny little just con. tell us how much you hate it where the fuck is everybody <laughs> <laughs> they leave the, they leave this burning building i will like, say where's the community there's I, like 30 people i will say that that play, that building is lit up yeah and nobody's like thought to check out where's like hey everyone? what's going on <laughs> is it uh, 2 p.m nap time like, where's everybody <laughs> you hear the gunfire i thought the same I, I thought the same thing because i thought it was perfect until they exit the the, the the steakhouse and they just walk away and i was like Wait, is nobody going to check on the burning building <laughs> in this community of 10 buildings? <laughs> it works better in the game because there's not that many people and you kill, left you kill everybody. Yeah. Joel murders everybody. Yeah, so there's nobody left. Yeah. So yeah, there's nobody left to, uh-huh. to hear the gunshots. Uh-huh. I th- Maybe what, wor- what could have worked better is maybe if everybody saw David was dead and they just kind of let them leave. Yeah. They're like, yeah, let's, let's it better off. We're better off without him as our leader. So yeah. go, okay, go. Maybe that could have worked better. But also they did want justice for... The man who was killed by Joel, so that probably actually wouldn't have worked. I guess I could also say I wish it was a little bit of a longer episode. It was short. It seemed really short. What was it? It was forty what? something minutes. Yeah, like was, minutes. was it even fifty minutes? No, no. I feel it was like it seemed really short. I mean, it's not like it's Mandalorian where the <laughs> episode one was thirty eight minutes of Mandalorian, and that's a long Mandalorian. It's like, episode. come on, let's <laughs> can we get a little more narrative? <laughs> 
But this show, I mean, yes, this episode was short, but this episode has been av- this show has been averaging at least an hour for length, pretty close for runtime. So close to it. every episode has been quite long. So, but yeah, you're right. It was it did end pretty quickly. I, I was I thought there would be more because I was used to these episodes being at least an hour. Make sure to go to movieposters.com right now to get ten percent off your order. Use our coupon code Raiders ten at checkout. Movie posters has a huge supply of every show and movie that you could ever think about or imagine in their arsenal. Use our code Raiders10 at checkout again to get 10% off your entire order from movieposters.com today. I thought the gore was excellent in this episode. Oh, yeah. It might be the best gore of the season so far. There are a lot of great Mm -hmm. shots. The penicillin shot, the first one that Ellie gives Joel, is really excellent. Great prosthetics. Also, the... The cleaver kill of Ellie on James. When, the throat? Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh, man. That was awesome. Yeah. That, that looked, so good. As great. well as the Joel kill when he stabs the guy through the neck and just holds the knife in there. Wonderful. <laughs> oh, yeah. We're fucked up. We're so messed up. I wanted more. <laughs> <laughs> we watched it with someone who doesn't like gore and they were jumping, but James and I were just like, oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Zero reaction. Nice. <laughs> this is the kind of gore I'm good with. Yeah. Some of the, the more intense gore, like in uh, X. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm good with that. Really, that scene in front of the, the truck. Yeah, I don't yeah. want to spoil it for anyone, but whew, I loved it. I was cringing, and I was like, <laughs> I was like looking through my fingers through that that sequence. I was like, oh my god, is, he st- is she still doing it? Yep, oh she's my still god, doing it. <laughs> that's great. <laughs> I love Ty West. It's, it was Ty West. The year of Ty, year, West. The year of Ty West in 2022. <laughs> not anymore. It's not. Well, he's still got um. Uh, Maxine. Maxine's coming out this year, right? The second year of time. <laughs> the second year of time. He's probably got two secret movies coming out too. <laughs> well, what else you got to say about this episode? It's set. It's clearly setting up something really big. Is from what I gathered from the trailer. It looks like they are going to encounter fireflies of some kind. It's possible. I'm guessing it's the. Oh, you don't know. You didn't see me do this part. I'm. I'm guessing it was. It's like the original. It's their original plan of where they were going. Uh, the facility with um, not Fedra but Fireflies to bring Ellie there to possibly find a cure. So it looks like that's where they're going from the trailer. That's my. Guess. They didn't even show that much though, so it could be something else. But I'm guessing that's where they're going. You're a pretty smart guy, Anthony. <laughs> You're whoa, whoa! You figured that out by yourself? <laughs> Holy crap, everybody! Anthony Devity, whoo! You're on fire, bro. It's not, just, going, it's not just a hat rack. It's exactly what they're doing. They're going to Salt Lake City to finish their quest of finding the fireflies. Hopefully, they can find them. They could maybe do a side quest along the way. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. The season's already over. It's already over. Yeah, I'm pretty yeah, shocked. Yeah, yeah. It just feels like it just went by so fast in terms of the story because we had, let's see, we had two, so eight episodes so far, two of them. One was the DLC with the Left Behind, and then one was Bill and Ted, which was kind of just like a bonus episode compared to the narrative of the game. Bill and Ted's Awesome Adventure? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm Bill and Ted. <laughs> Bill bullshit. and Frank. Bill and Frank. <laughs> Bill and Frank's Awesome Adventure. <laughs> wild, wild Stallions! <laughs> Bill and Frank's Bill Wild Adventure. <laughs> that just came out so naturally. <laughs> so those Great two, movie. Those two episodes technically aren't in the game narrative of the, of the full part one. One, the DLC is left behind, so that's extra content. And then Bill and Frank was 
the reimagining of their relationship in the post-apocalyptic world and what it would be like if basically they were able to flourish and survive and be together, which is wonderful. But there's still six episodes, and we've been through the whole game pretty much, which I'm pretty shocked by. Yeah, because I watched you play quite a bit, and I understand. I, I, I don't know. I guess six episodes seemed fast. It does seem fast because, I mean, I know it's been we'll, eight. We'll, ep- have, we'll have seven. Now. I, yeah. Well, yeah, seven episodes for this narrative. No, this was episode eight. No, but after tomorrow. After yeah, yeah. yeah but I'm, so, I'm just saying up to this point. Yeah. I mean, six episodes. Is, it's pretty quick for. I don't know. I just seemed it seemed quick. I want like, more, man. Because like I feel like they could have I. I kept getting surprised where they would go to famous locations from the game, and it would really just be kind of just like a cameo for that location, whether it be uh, the inside one of the office buildings in Boston. You know, that's quite a lot of gameplay of moving through those corridors and halls and office spaces. Boston that, kid. I thought that was going to be its own episode. And then also the university really only being about five minutes in the game, in, in the show. So that could have been a whole episode, too. So there, and also I I loved the the subway, that was a really cool sequence. That could have been a whole episode. So I've been, I think the show is great, but I I have honestly been surprised by how how quickly they've been moving, and I I've I kept expecting these iconic sequences from the game to be more than just a, like basically like a cameo five minute bit in each, in episodes here and there. Mm-hmm. I was expecting each of these major set pieces to be entire episodes especially because i've been playing the last of us part two i'm like seven hours in it's freaking excellent Mm -hmm. controversial though oh really so i'm surprised how quickly they're moving to the controversy of season two and how it's probably going to open up because if they stay true to the game it opens up in a shocking and jarring way Mm. but I'm surprised how quickly they're getting to that. If it's gonna, because obviously they're gonna do that for for season two is gonna be part two of the game. Uh huh. Gotcha. So I'm gonna, I'm just like, wow, they got they got some cojones to do it that fast. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's, it's their thing. They can do yeah, whatever, they can yeah, do whatever they, they want. Whatever, yeah. They honestly can do whatever yeah. the hell they want it's with HBO it. HBO and yeah. Naughty Dog. It's yeah. Their production. Yeah. They they're they're it's their property. They right. didn't. It's not like they sold it. It's not they asked Anthony and James Demery's permission of, like, is it okay if we do Last of Us Part Two for Season 2? Not like they would care, our yeah. opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Although I'd say you could slow it down. But, but, it, but it is, I mean, it is the creators of the story, so they have every right to go as quickly or slowly as they want. So, True. It's, really, it's, it's up to them. So, that's just, that's just my opinion. That's just my opinion. Yeah. Hey, man. We're just here to watch and critique and enjoy yeah, and, and yeah. talk about. But I have very much enjoyed the show. I think it's yeah. probably the best video game adaptation ever put on screen. I would absolutely agree. I would say without a doubt. Because I saw you play a substantial amount of the game. And from what I saw, this has just been a clear-cut example of filmmakers just showing true passion and love for the game and trying to translate it as best they can onto the screen for people to enjoy. Yeah, it's really well put, Anthony. Yeah. Got anything else, pal? Looking forward to the finale. All right, that wraps our episode. Some some bodies dropping. (laughs) Review. Oh, it's going to be cool. Of episode eight of The Last of Us. Stay tuned next week for our review of episode nine, the finale, on Monday next week. Episodes this week on the show. Weekly chat, obviously, on Wednesday. Thursday, we're going to do a box office analysis episode talking about Everything about what the box office is, what it means, how to how they break down ticket sales for studios, for movie theaters, analyzing the the box office over the last several decades, the changes in we've seen as well as post pandemic 
pre-pandemic analysis. It's it's in just all aspects of film distribution. Yeah, yeah, we got it got pretty analytical and really interesting. I like that one. Answer a lot of questions, and we also had a special guest, uh, Ben Cook, joined us, a patron of our show, a chosen one, chosen one member of our Discord, longtime listener, and he did terrific. So. Be sure to tune in to listen to him join us. So take care, everybody. Become a patron yourself at patreon.com slash Raiders of the Lost Podcast. Every patron gets access to a weekly bonus episode, and plus that $10 tier gets you access to our Discord. It's an excellent film community. We'd love to have you there chatting with us every day. Now take care, everybody. See you next time. This episode of Raiders of the Lost Podcast was executive produced by our chosen one patrons. Luke Exelston, Tyler McFly, Darren Singleton, Anthony DeMeo, Becca Keen, Cody Moen, Benjamin Cook, Calvin Cam, and Chandler Johnson. Thank you so much for supporting our show. Raiders of the Lost Podcast is a Mirror Image production. Sound mixing done by Jacob Kosler. Opening music by Chase Jackson.